Tim Drake and Cassandra Kane team up in Robin Batgirl Fresh Blood. And then a new prisoner tries to find out what happened to the woman he loves and escape from the village. In The Prisoner, The Uncertainty Machine, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Well, in uh, today's podcast, we're going to try to be a little briefer than we've been in more recent ones, and probably not go into all the plot details that we have in the past, just to hopefully simplify things. First of all, we have a 2005 crossover between uh, Batgirl, uh, Cassandra Kane and Robin Tim Drake. There's two issues of each in the book. In the book, Tim Drake has been put through the ringer. His father has died, and Stephanie Brown, who uh, was had been spoiler and was his girlfriend, had apparently died at the time as well. He took on the role of Robin to really kind of save uh, Bruce Wayne and bring this lighter feel. But the whole situation has turned him towards a darker edge as he goes off to Bloodhaven, which Nightwing left after apparently killing Blockbuster. And he leads a ruthless, Batman-esque war on crime until he gets the attention of an assassin who tells him, quite frankly, to leave town. And when uh, Tim Drake refuses, uh, the assassin's about to end his life when who should show up but Cassandra Kane, And that happens at the end of the first issue of the crossover. Batgirl makes short work of the assassin Shrike, and we learn that uh, Batman had actually been considering having her become the new champion of Bloodhaven because she'd made so much progress as a crime fighter. However, with Tim coming, he thought it'd be an even better idea for her to go, as even though she has a lot of strengths, she's an incredible fighter, uh, she doesn't have everything uh, working for her. And uh, he had the idea that she and Tim could balance each other out. And we do get to see that a bit more in the second issue of the crossover, uh, when they go to the police, where... uh, uh, Batgirl is very distrustful of the Bloodhaven police uh, force, and they are hesitant about providing information, and Tim is able to play diplomat. And so you kind of see how they really could balance each other out, uh, because he has a lot more emotional intelligence, 
and uh, depth that could really make for a solid team. Plus, you also, even though he'd been all dark, the, the presence of someone else, particularly someone as intense as Batgirl, forces him more back towards the more positive Sonny uh, uh, portrayal. So the second issue shows us how this could work. And then the third and fourth issues just totally destroys the concept. Um, I mean, it does nothing with it because we learn who the big villain is behind uh, what's going on in Bloodhaven, and it's the Penguin. And the Penguin is able to capture them, but doesn't end up killing them because he does something incredibly stupid. And again, you're dealing with one of the big rogues in Batman's rogues gallery, I don't like the idea of portraying him as a greedy idiot. The art in here is also really wonky. Uh, and I think I can say that throughout the, the book. It's not great art. It's not certainly 1990s art. But there are some really weirdly drawn scenes. More than anything else, I'm disappointed with how ultimately this uh, potential Batgirl and Robin partnership uh, doesn't go anywhere. They end up uh, dissolving their partnership and agreeing to do their own thing at the end of the fourth issue of the crossover without having actually accomplished anything. And really, this makes me wonder why this was worth collecting in a trade paperback. Because about 2005, they didn't shove every story and every uh, comic into trade paperbacks. This was something that only happened for select books or select storylines um, until, you know, comic companies realized a lot of people would rather just read the trades and now you can get everything uh, for newly published comics and trade paperback form. So overall, I was just disappointed by the book and where it went and uh, it kind of just felt like a waste of time. So I'm giving it a rating of not classy. Now we move on to The Prisoner, uh, The Uncertainty Machine. And if you've not seen The Prisoner, I strongly encourage you to do so. The 1967-68 series starred Patrick McGuhan as a secret agent who resigned and was planning on leaving the country for a warm climate, but was captured and taken to the village place that ha has the idyllic feel of a resort town, but is secretly a twisted uh, police state slash prison. And the series essentially focused on the village's attempt to break uh, the prisoner, uh, known as Number Six, and Number Six's efforts to escape. This book is not a uh, continuation of the 1960s series, other than it does acknowledge that it exists. It's set in modern day. And it features and begins with uh, an Agent Breen, our hero, on the run, and we find out why. He and his uh, partner, Carrie, were on a mission, uh, and it's revealed that she was also his love interest, and she ends up being captured by the enemy, and he tenders his resignation. And he sets out to uh, obtain the secret of Pandora. 
and he obtains that, and he is captured and taken to the village, who want to know the secret of Pandora. All right, so let's start with the positives of this book. Um, the first thing I really want to say is that I like the art on this. Uh, there, are, the art is just uh, has some fantastic moments, uh, particularly the scene where he wakes up in the village. It's got a really nice two-page spread, just beautifully captures it. Uh, there are uh, uh, quite a few Easter eggs uh, to the old series, and there are things that are fun to see. Certainly the costume and the atmosphere. In one scene, they go across a field and cross through the human checkboard, which was in the TV episode Checkmate, and had human beings acting as pieces on a, an outdoor uh, chessboard and moving according to the instructions provided. In addition, we got to see a birthing chamber for the rovers. The rovers are the bubble-like uh, round ball uh, thingies that, I don't know, technical term thingies, that uh, come after uh, people who try to escape the village or whom the village has decided to punish. Sometimes uh, these encounters can be fatal. Other times uh, the village will let the uh, patient live. Uh, I also, in addition to this, thought that they did have some fairly... Uh, good chapters. Uh, there are only four issues in here, but you had a couple where there's just this very well laid out adventure where you go through the adventure and you end up back in the villages, happened in the TV show. And I think there are, is, I think particularly an issue to a pretty clever plot of an attempt to escape and attempt uh, by the village to extract information. Um, what I think the book actually misses out on, compared, uh, particularly compared to the original series, is just its overall tone. What made the village interesting and really stand out is that it was a seductive place. It did not look like it was uh, a, a bad place or a place to be scared. It's a place you would just go kick back and have a vacation. And people would be nice, at least on a superficial level, but there were troubling things going on around. Here, you never get that sense of the village's veneer as an inviting place, a superficially friendly place where the temptation is to abandon all the hardship. It's essentially a very nasty place, but led by people who uh, dress like it's the 1960s for no apparent reason. In addition, some of the characterization does uh, ring hollow. I, I think probably my biggest issue with the book is what it offers as the solution for who is number one, the leader of the village. And it reflects a very uh, nihilistic uh, viewpoint. 
and is at the same time incredibly silly, but seems to be unaware how incredibly silly this plot conclusion is. So overall, while I don't think The Uncertainty Machine is a bad book, I think it's a book that tries to charm uh, modern fans, while at the same time offering something for fans of the series. Overall, for me, it just wasn't enough. This isn't a horrible uh, book, but I will give it a rating, if not classy. All right, well, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, email to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at classycomicsguy and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.